Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Hound Dog Radio, Joe Pitts.
right. Good tune. That is uh, Joe Pitts. Welcome in to Hound Dog Radio. I'm your host, the one and only Hound Dog, and we have uh, Joe in the studio with us. How you doing, Joe? I'm doing great, Frank. Thanks a lot for having me. We did a little talking uh, off-air uh, before. I've uh, had a couple of uh, conversations with your lovely bride. Yeah, Rhonda. Yeah, she keeps us all in line. Yeah, mine, my wife does that to me, too, so don't feel bad. <laughs> um, so you're from Arkansas. Yeah, just from right out, outside of Little Rock. Yeah, just, just outside of Little Rock. And uh, how long have you been doing this, man? Uh, playing music? Yeah. Touring for about 15 years now and uh, playing, I guess I, I first picked up a guitar, uh, I guess I was probably six or seven years old. And uh, I'm assuming you're uh, you're liking it since you're still doing it. Uh, yeah. Well, it's not something. Uh, it, it's not what I do. It's who I am. I hear you. I hear you. You know, it's something I have to do. Now, you and I also discussed. We have a mutual acquaintance in uh, uh, Mark Kerr, a fellow out of Louisiana. Yeah, Mark's an awesome talent. And uh, we play Mark uh, around here at the studio. So, Mark, if you're listening, how you doing, man? <laughs> Um, so, is this the first CD for for you, or is this uh... this is the first solo project CD that I've I've put out? Um, uh, I was previously have done some work with uh, an international touring band, Liquid Groove Mojo, and um, uh, we toured Europe, uh, did some shows in Poland with Greg Allman, and uh, but this is the first solo thing that I ever put out. And uh, how long has the how long has the CD been out now? Uh, it's been out since June. How's it doing for you? It's doing awesome. Uh, yeah, just completely, um, uh, you know, it's just been unexpected as uh, the response that we've gotten out of it. And uh, we're getting a say howdy uh, from uh, from uh, Alan over in uh, England. Hey, Alan, how you doing? Um, so this has been, this is, I'm assuming the, has, the Internet has been a great source of, of getting the product out there for you? Oh yes, yeah, it's, it's really invaluable to uh, the indie artist today. I think that you really, you know, you can do a lot of networking sitting in your own home instead of running the roads. Uh, where 15, 20 years ago, you know, gosh, you had to run the roads constantly. So uh, it, the internet's a great thing. So tell us a little bit about about Joe. What uh, what does Joe like to do other than make music? Well, you know, that's uh, if if I'm not making music, I you know, uh, I'm either asleep or I have to check myself to see if I'm dead. But uh <laughs> you know, it's uh you know, I like to fish and and uh being in Arkansas and and uh all the lakes and the rivers and the streams, you know, fishing is a big deal. I'm uh, I'm not much of a hunter. Uh I I used to be. I just don't have the time for it. Um uh, being out and uh on the road as much as I am, but uh you know, I like uh you know, just uh, hanging out at the house and and uh, getting away from the phones and everything, and just uh, enjoying life. Writing, anything in particular that um, inspires you to to write a song? You know, like the, do you do you tend to like say any any particular thing that like might put you in the mood? Say like fishing, being out you know on a stream or something. You, like that. you know, it's the weirdest thing that I I never know where it's coming from uh, to write. A couple of the songs off the CD, uh, it actually started with the music, and and uh, I wrote the music, and then I wrote the the lyrics, and then a couple of the songs on the same CD, I started with all of the lyrics, and then put 
the music in. So it, it's it's really just whatever strikes me at that time. It's not something that I sit down and 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 uh, consciously really try to work on to do. It's just something that really just kind of happens. Sometimes it's you know two or three o'clock in the morning. I wake up and and uh, I sit up and and I uh, got a pad of paper and I'll just start writing down my thoughts and and uh, so things like that. Kind of it's it's really writing's just. Uh, such a weird thing to me because I never know when it's going to happen or where. Have you ever been out with like your friends or your bandmates or something and somebody pop up and say something maybe they're having difficulties with their significant others or, or whatever and they pop up and say something and you're like Give me a pad and paper. Oh, There's a song uh, yeah. there. Oh, absolutely. You know, and and there's been, you know, I've written so many, you know, mega hit songs that I've forgotten. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it's so it's you know, it, like I said, it, it just never is really you know something that I, I consciously think about. It just when it when it happens, it really happens. Who are some of your influences? You know, of course, you know, being from Arkansas and then and and uh, you know, or from the South, you know, Dwayne Allman and Dickie Betts, they were they were two of the the big guys, I guess that that I really uh, looked up to. But then I, I've got so many. Yeah, I sat so many nights in Little Rock, Arkansas, and and watched Roy Buchanan. And then you know, then there's Johnny Cash and 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 Jerry Reed and uh, you know, Miles Davis and John Coltrane. I mean, there's just so many influences um, that I I tried not to copy uh, I tried to learn from them and um, I, I, I was thankful that I had a sister that was a few years older than me and and she uh, she always uh, you know turned me on to new music and you know when I heard Zeppelin the first time uh, I, I heard this and I thought you know that just doesn't sound new somebody else has been doing that somewhere Mm. And and uh, so you know she started. We started looking, and you know found old seventy eights of Sun House and Big Bill Brunzi, and uh, you know, and and we really found out where the, the electric blues came from was you know from the Delta, and yeah. it wasn't very far from where we lived. No, no, uh, you know, that's true. I mean, look at like uh, T Bone Walker and and a lot of those, even even uh, Doctor John. Who's a lot of people oh, don't yeah. know. Doctor John's been around since Moses. Oh yeah, know. and uh, you know, so uh, I really never listened too much to to bands like uh, Zepp. I mean, I love Zeppelin, and I and I loved Grand Funk, and and you know the the bands in the '60s and the '70s. But for me, it was more of a I had to find out where that came from, kind of deal. I'm setting that because I got to do something here, and I don't want it to. There we go. Okay. Um, I'll tell you what. Let's play another tune off the uh, CD, and uh, and then we'll come back, and I'll uh, interrogate you a little more. I mean, uh, chat with you a little more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this tune is – you want to tell us about this tune here, Joe? This this tune is called Lonesome Boy from Yesterday, and, and it, in part it's really a true story about somebody that I've known and uh, – somebody that fell by the wayside and and uh so it's a very personal song uh for me it was one that uh i kind of had a hard time getting through it because they were such good friends but uh 
Yeah, it's just the trial and tribulations of living and, and life and, and uh, making the right choices. All right, here is Joe Pitts.
Jimi Hendrix influence in there? Oh, a little bit. I mean, you know, you can't play electric guitar without uh, without have listened to Hendrix. Cool. I thought I heard a little bit of uh, almost like a Hey Joe sound in there. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. That's great. So, I got to ask you. You've been doing this for a while. What's your What's the best gig you remember? Oh gosh, there's been so many. Um, some of the ones that recently just have have stood out was uh we uh just got off our tour of europe um and we played way over in germany in Reitwine by uh it's like two kilometers from the polish border and uh i mean this place we played it was it was just it was just magic the whole night I mean, the people, the music, and everything was, uh, I guess, the stars all lined up. And it was just, you know, it, it was just an incredible night of music for, for us and hopefully for them, too. Um, of course, you know, doing some opening slots for, you know, Greg Allman and, and uh, uh, Colonel Bruce Hampton. And, uh, you know, those, those are, there's just so many gigs that, that uh, you know, the uh, Second Wind Benefit, Last weekend down at Smith's Old Bar in Atlanta, we uh, played there with uh, Andrew Black and and uh, the Luxury Kings and those guys are good. Yeah, they're great, and uh, that was just an incredible night of music all all the way around. And uh, you know that's that's really what we try to strive for every night is is hitting that note. The worst. What's the worst gig you remember? The worst gig we ever done. Well, I could say the stickiest gig that we've ever done, but uh, uh, the worst one. Gosh, I guess that would have that that would have to be. There was there was a little place uh, way down in South Arkansas that we that we uh, did, and honestly, I mean, it was something like out of the Blues Brothers. Um, it had the chicken wire, and uh, you know we was wondering if we was going to get out of there alive, and luckily we did. But uh, it was it was a pretty rough place. That that was going to be my next question. Had you played a place with chicken wire? <laughs> well, I mean, actually, I guess being from the south, that's that's a kind of a you know a crazy question to ask. Cause, you know, we'll be in the middle of you know like a a, a rock song or. or or something we'll be rocking and all of a sudden a fight breaks out and we go into this real country you know chicken picking mode and you know to give them some Background music to music fight to by, fight by. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> you, know. You, you run these roads long enough you you know you pretty much see it all oh yeah I, i've i've been in a few of those places in fact uh, it was funny because we were interviewing a band out of um, philadelphia known as the pawn shop roses and um they said that they'd never played a place with chicken wire, and I said, "Come on down here, son. I bet I can set you up." <laughs> yeah, he hadn't been in South Arkansas, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah, 
Um, oh, okay, we got some uh, we got some folks listening in over in Germany too. Um, so you you have played a place with Chicken Wire then? Uh, yeah, okay. and you know it's uh, it was it was so deja vu because it, this was wasn't too long after I guess the Blues Brothers movie came out. Now what was that in the in the seven, late mid to late seventies and. So it would have been the early 80s, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, I don't even think that place is there anymore. I think they got into a big fight a few years after, and uh, a bunch of them burnt the place to the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I mean. Yeah, there you go. Actually, what we're thinking about doing is um, we're thinking about reviving a program called Picking on the Porch, and I was planning on making a stage out of that little cove area back there. Oh, awesome. And uh, we thought we'd get some like rollout chicken wire that we could put up in front there of you guys you and go. play and make everybody feel at home. That's know? right. <laughs> oh boy, um, kind of a kind of a fun question here, but just out of curiosity, um, alive or dead? If you could have one famous musician in your band, who would it be? Dwayne Allman. Cool. And, I, I and didn't why? have to think of that. Yeah. And why? You know, uh, I, I was lucky that uh, at 13 years old, I got to see him uh, at the warehouse in in New Orleans, and uh, in 1971. And you know, there there was there was just something very special about Dwayne. I, you know, when the lights went down, you felt him walk into the building, and you know, I've only. I've only experienced that one other time out of all the shows and everybody that I've ever seen, and that was with Miles Davis. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, um, yeah, that's just something I, I mean, you know, I really didn't even have to think about. You know, Dwayne, you know, to play slide guitar, Dwayne, he set the standard. Cool, cool. Any dream gig you'd like to do? Oh, there's a lot of those, uh, preferably ones that I got paid at. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> um, you know, we would we would. I mean, I think for the foreseeable future, we would really like to do uh, a theater run uh, in Europe. Uh, the people there, uh, you know, uh, with with uh, the trio, we just got back, and then I've, I've toured there three or four other times, I think, with uh, Liquid Groove Mojo. And, uh, you know, the people there are just so wonderful. I mean, they treated us so kind, and, um, uh, and they really put a lot of emphasis still on the art of, of playing your instrument. And and that's something that you don't see a whole lot. You do at the music venues, but in the particular clubs that a lot of you that, that we all have to play, mm. uh, generally you're just kind of background noise. That's you know? it. You're just there for and, the, you know, and you're there to make a living, or you know, uh, a piece of a living. And it's it's just so. Uh, it would be so nice to 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 do a, a small theater run and uh you know just have them packed to the rafters you know yeah, i mean that would that would be my dream gigs well alan's uh listening over in uh the uk maybe he can help make that happen for you yeah hey alan uh you know joe 
<laughs> we also, um, well, I'll tell you about that off the air. That's not, uh, not really nothing for the interview. In fact, I'll tell you what. Let's go ahead and play another tune. <clears throat> and um, you want to tell us a little bit about this tune here? This tune is, uh, you know, what? when I wrote this thing, it, it, was lo- it wasn't very long after we had opened up for uh, Colonel Bruce Hampton. And he's such a huge influence on, on my playing and, uh, uh, and his philosophies. And so, you know, we know that he's, you know, the king of Zambi. And so I w- always wondered what it would be like to be Zambified. So that's why, you know, I, I call this song Zambified. All right. Here we go. Here's Joe Pitts. <laughs> Thank you. 
There you go. That's a good tune. Thanks. In fact, uh, so far I haven't really heard a quote-unquote bad tune off the CD. Well, I sure like to hear that. <laughs> oh, me. So you want to do the theater run in, in Europe. Is there anything else that you, you'd like to accomplish? Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we're we working on a, uh, a big southeastern tour for March uh, that uh, is going to be through Georgia and Florida and, and uh, Alabama and maybe even into the Carolinas. Yeah, that would be that would be great. That's you know, I hope that really comes to, to pass because we love playing in the south. And uh, we really feel like, you know, I feel like that's really where I need to be because that's that's where my roots are. Yeah, and uh, uh, you know, there's there's tons of great music and tons of great places to play. So uh, you know, we're uh, exploring all of these possibilities for 2008. Major label? Would you? Would you? Are you going after a major label contract? Or? Not really. Uh, it, you know, I mean, I I I would just have to you know really really sit down and 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 look at it i mean because you know of course we're musicians and we're artists and and what we have is for sale to a point where you know it's you have to make a living but you know i'm not going to sell my soul i mean you, you know 